Welcome to the GT Podcast, where we talk about all the things grit and tenacity. The power of showing up confidently and authentically in your life, sprinkling in sales training built for female entrepreneurs. Hi, everyone. I'm Gwen. As someone with over 20 years experience in corporate startups and multi-level marketing businesses, I am passionate about redefining sales selling norms. I want to teach you how to grow your sales confidently by leaning into your authenticity. I want to reset the vision of a salesperson from used carsmen to helpful, caring friends that genuinely want the best for you. I want you to have confidence in your approach to selling with repeatable sales processes that feel good, not like you're pushing a freight train uphill. I'm excited you're here today. We have been talking so much about falling back in love with your business, and I couldn't be more excited to introduce my guest tonight, Nikki Thompson, website copywriter for service professionals, story brand certified, uh, a rural Minnesota girl, wife, and mom of three. She has a decade of marketing experience and has helped over 80 clients clarify their message and convert more website visitors. I am so excited. Nikki, um, just welcome. You are incredible, amazing. I have loved working with you. Oh, thank you, Gwen. I'm so glad to be here. And I'm so thankful to have a success in sales story to share with your listeners. Okay. Um, Nikki and I started working together in December. Uh, she reached out to me actually in October and um, we had some back and forth conversation and she said, I'm in and, but I'm, I'm on maternity leave. And so I want to get started in December, three months, like we're right at that three month mark. And you've had so many wins um, that I have been humbled and honored to just watch you grow, like literally in these three months, just immensely. Um, you, from my perspective, I've seen you go from uncertainty to certainty. Um, you dug in on what you liked about working with your current clients, what you didn't, how they made you feel. We identified those. Um, and then you took that information and you ran with it and built an entire new business model that works for you. And the life that mm -hmm. you are trying to build intentionally around your family. And I couldn't be more proud of that. So um, Nikki, Thank I don't you. want to spoil everything to fill, fill everybody in about your side of the story. How did we meet? Sure. Yeah. So I um, had hired uh, Brandwell Designs to do my website um, and, and branding about two years ago. And so I follow Victoria and um, I know that you guys are kind of partners in the branding business school and... Yeah, that's how I got introduced to you, um, just kind of following her content. And I was like, wow, I need a sales coach. <laughs> but honestly, one of the hesitations before I hired you was I wasn't sure if I would need sales training or if I needed help with the lead gen, the lead generation piece. Because to me, the problem overall was just that I didn't know where my next project was coming from. And so um, I just, you know, remember during our initial consult, Gwen, of like, okay, but do I need, you know, do I, am I, am I ready to hire you for this or do I need to wait and get more leads in the door? And so um, that was like some education that you offered me in, you know, I really do need to have the sales piece down first um, before I start driving, um, you know, and booking more consultation calls because what am I going to do with these people once I'm talking to them? Um, so that has been really helpful. And yeah, I'm just so glad that, um, that I found out about you. And I, I didn't even really know to think I didn't even think to look for somebody like you, oh. to be honest. Well, honestly, that um, 
I know I've forgotten about that piece, if I'm being honest. Like, I, I just feel like so in all of, like, your progress and stuff, but I totally forgot that, yeah, you absolutely forgot, like, I do I need a marketing or sales? And, you know, that's interesting because um, Victoria and I talk a lot about, like, the difference between sales and marketing. There is overlap, but there is a distinct difference. And I think you just said that so eloquently of, of yeah, like, yes, I can go and find new people, but once I get them, what am I going to do with them, right? And I, and I see that all the time of, People just want to go and they think volume is what the answer is. And it's like, no quality, right? Um, and then again, just being really clear and intentional about those those conversations so that you spend all the money and effort that you're spending to get in front of new people, right? Like you're, the time that you get with them is so limited on the sales side that you're making really good use of it. So, um, right. yeah. So share with us, Nikki, kind of um, from your perspective, your your wins. I mean, um, like I said, I can name off a, a ton of them, but you know, when you talk about falling back in love with your business, what do you, what do you think really was that shift for you? Yeah. So, um, the first one I would say is that through a discussion, I was able to focus on and really pinpoint who my ideal client is. I'd always kind of, um, I know, know knew who I like to write websites for, on the top, like what projects that I like to do, but, um, you know, finding those clients, what I, through our discussion, I had shared that I had a previous, um, agency partner or have a an ongoing agency partner, I should say. And I always kind of thought of them like a unicorn. Like it was just like this, like special thing that I probably wouldn't ever find again. And so like, I just continued that relationship, but looking for other work. And so, um, through our discussion and like, this the phrase follow the breadcrumbs I hadn't heard that in a really long time and I really like that um because I was already making money and to me it was easy money to make through a white label partnership like with another website design agency so that was like I, at first I had some hesitations because I I didn't know if I wanted to give up you know the kind of client interfacing piece but this, the more I thought about it, this season of life that I'm in, I'm, I'm a stay-at-home mom and I work my business while having my five-month-old home with me. And so this season of life, like just really lends itself to working well in a kind of white label setting, a little bit more behind the scenes. And I, I really do enjoy that, enjoy that actually. So um, yeah, that was like one of the first big breakthroughs was, you know what, let's focus on finding more white label partnerships, um, and pursue that. Yeah. And I think, you know, and just in talking with you too, one of the things we did was you made a list of like all the clients that you've brought on board. Um, and then it, we did an exercise of like, what did you like working about with, what did you like about working with them and what didn't you like about it? Just very honestly. And I yeah. think we started to see a little bit of a theme around, you know, when you had to do more of the consultation piece around branding and that like you love doing that but it didn't necessarily show up as authentically as you know working with a white label company that already understands branding and and copywriting and and marketing um and then I felt like there was a like a mindset shift of you know it's okay to pivot right like I think maybe there's a little bit of like holding on to what um you had in place and wanting to make that go and there was a rub and, 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 you know, tension there. And so then it was like, once we realized that you get joy out of working with these light white labeled companies, and um, that's where you started to put your effort and your energy. Um, and then yeah. we started working on just 
you know, where are you getting your leads? Right. And I think one of the things that I also love the most about you is like, uh, you, when we first started talking, you were like, I hired men sales people. Right. And it was really, <laughs> it was so awful, Gwen. Oh my God. <laughs> it was another agency partner that I had previously. I had done a couple, um, website projects with him and he was a big, like cold outreach, um, you know, essentially numbers, spamming numbers, people. Numbers. <laughs> yes. And, and I would like, my stomach would turn, like I would get responses to people from people on, you know, like LinkedIn and they were sending out um, cold emails on my behalf. And um, I would get responses from people like, stop spamming me. And I'm like, oh my God, this is the worst thing ever. I cannot be part of this. Like I need to stop this. And he would just be like, you know, Nikki, stop being so sensitive. You need to, you know, this is just how it is it's a numbers game. You're going to get more leads in the door. And then, so I, I kind of like shoved it down a little bit because I thought maybe, maybe I am taking this a little too personally and I need to just let this run its course. It was kind of like a two month thing that we did and it was awful. I did get some, um, you know, introductions to other agencies through that, but still it just did not feel, it did not feel good to me. Yeah, I remember you saying that. And then I think one of the big, biggest compliments was like, you're like, yeah, you're tough loving me. And I'm okay with that. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Right. I love this so much. Um, because I think it went from like, all right, we've put in a lot of work around digging in and ripping apart what you've created and, and then recreating. But now we got to go find the people, right, to come through the process of what we've created. And so, um, you know, you and I are both overthinkers. And so I relate to that so much because that can keep us stuck sometimes when we just mm -hmm. overthink and it's like, oh no, it has to be perfect. No, it just has to be good enough. Right. And then you let the right. business dictate, you know, the next step. So I was really proud of you in that moment too. That, that piece of like, you know, being an overthinker and, and like needing to, these are terms I've learned from you, external process something. I was like, oh my God, that is exactly what I need to do. Um, and so having you through like our Voxer chat, being able to access you and bounce ideas off of you has been amazing. Like you feel so alone when you're trying to do it yourself. And, and you know, family is well-intentioned. You know, my husband is supportive, but he's very much outside this world of working in an online business. So it, it just seems... Um, that you can sometimes feel a little bit alone. And, um, and yes, I am a little bit, I think because of that previous experience, I'm a little bit like resistant to like the masculine energy. So here, so that's why like working with another female, I just, it just feels good to work with somebody who gets you and who is ethical and, uh, but can also push me to like, you know, to get better. Yeah. I mean, you know, here's the thing, right? Like feelings drive everything that we do. And if it doesn't feel good, like that's your alarm bells going off saying like, trust your gut, right? Like don't do it. And yeah, don't even, like I said, we could be here all night talking about like just the masculine right. sales ways um, and the masculine way of doing business. And that's just, again, what I'm so passionate about um, showing, you know, showing you all that it doesn't have to be that way. Right. But it does take two. And I think like, again, I just want to compliment you on how coachable that you are. Cause if you're not coachable, then none of this is going to work. Right. And so, um, receptive coachable. And I loved that we had that connection and we still do have that connection on Voxer. I think it's in real time. That is what makes that so successful because 
again, right. That external processing, it's like a way for you to like get it out of your head and record it. Right. And then somebody listened to it and then it's like, okay, I'm not crazy or okay, I am crazy. And I need to, I need to pivot that. So, um, that's awesome to hear. Yeah. Your goal when you came on board was you wanted to double your revenue. Mm -hmm. Share with us a little bit about that. And if you're hitting that goal. My goal for my business was to to replace my full-time income before I left the workforce in 2019 is when I started staying home um, in the winter 2019. So I just wanted to be able to replace that full-time income. And, you know, we're in through February and uh, I just about hit my monthly goal for January and I have met my monthly goal for February and things are looking good now with like this new process that I have in place that I could talk about. Um, so I am excited and I feel like I finally have a structure to meet that with, without really like overthinking how many different types of like packages of my services and, and all these different avenues that I could find people. It feels a lot more streamlined now. Yeah. More consistent too. Right. Like safer, mm-hmm. even I would argue, right. Like when, cause you're working with companies now that are basically and. And I totally skipped over this whole part and I'm like, gosh, Gwen, 101, geez. Um, but take a pause for a second and and tell everybody what it is that you do. Like, like just, just tell us a little bit about Clarity Branding. Yeah. So I provide website copywriting services and I do that through the lens of the story brand framework. So I help businesses clarify their message and really turn their messaging from usually mainly focusing on their business and and their skills and what they bring to the table and turning it towards what is the customer's story. And that's how we're going to attract and, and um, convert people um, a little bit more successfully. So I love using the story brand framework and yeah, I primarily now, you know, in through, through our discussion, I was previously doing kind of any one-off small one page web, you know, a one page landing page, um, but now I, I really do enjoy doing the full project. So, and that working through white label agencies, they are, you know, designing a full website. So it's just a much better, um, much better structure. I think one of my hesitations initially was, do I want to pursue all white label work? Because am I, am I give or am I, kind of giving up on this vision of this business that I have, the, the vision of I have for my business. And I had to kind of think about that a little bit because I'm going to not necessarily working for somebody, like I'm not an employee, I'm still a contractor through an agency, but, um, but honestly, the benefits of being able to see a project to the finish. Previously, when I would work with clients, clients directly, sometimes the investment with that they had with me um, they realized through that process that they weren't really ready to launch or, um, so I never really saw, or they really didn't work with a really quality website designer to bring the content that we wrote to life. So sometimes there'd be a piece missing in this new model where I am being, becoming a part of a process that's already happening. I, I love it because I get to, um, collaborate with the agency as well. But then I also get to see the project come to life. So I get to see this beautifully designed, super functional website and the words that I wrote on on there. So um, I do love 
now that I, I can see myself as part of this like larger process. So that's a really great segue into the next um, topic that I want to talk about. And that's really like valuing your, yourself and, and pricing yourself. Um, I know one of the conversations early on was uh, right before you had gone out of maternity leave, you had sold this really high end ticket priced item. And I think you spent a lot of time maternity leave thinking about like, okay, great. Well, how can I make this my new norm? And how can I sell this really big, you know, ticketed item? Um, and going through that process, um, you know, one of the the things that you had said to me, and I and I think it's so relatable if if I'm just being honest, like I think a lot of women, you know, have have struggles um with the psychology of promoting themselves at that monetary value that it's it's uncomfortable for them and they feel guilty making money because perhaps and again like you um they didn't start their business because they had a passion for filling a void or a gap right like you're not solving world's problems or you know starvation right um but rather it's an opportunity to make money and that feels selfish right like that that feels selfish um, and that's again just a bigger, a bigger conversation of I genuinely feel like women just and this is just like a you know decades and decades of how we are being raised in, in society, but I really feel like women weren't taught how to value themselves outside of being, you know, a wife and a mother, you know, at the D at the DNA core of things, right? And so then when we're in the business world and we have glass ceilings and all these things, and I'm, we've come a really long way. Um, I, I see the impact of that, right? With with someone as smart and educated and has amazing ideas such as yourself, self-doubting your worth, you know, because why? It's padding your pocket, you know? And that's, yeah, but you have every right as the next person to, to make money. And what I'll even go on a little rant real quick about and say is like, guys, <laughs> like business, it makes an economy. Without an economy... Like we don't have, we don't have an America, right? We don't have the American dream. So like we need businesses. Um, and I love seeing women at the forefront of that. So anyway, so I went on my little tangent and rant and I apologize, but talk to us a little bit about that shift for you and how that was hard for you, but um, how you fell back in love with your business because you're able to do that. Right. Gosh, well, I mean, one of the, one of the other things that was a huge win for me was developing the sales process. Um, previously, when I would hop on a consult, you know, call with a client, it would be, my approach was just to be super conversational um, and, and curious and just get to know their business, maybe give them some advice. Um, and then, you know, hopefully they like me enough to hire me. I would send them a proposal after the call, but that was that was my approach was just to be curious and conversational. And, you know, in reviewing one of my consultation calls, Gwen, like, I, I think I shared with you after that, the feedback you gave from me, gave me from that call was worth our investment together. Like, <clears throat> you were able to see the things that, um, or the way I was presenting myself from a third party viewer and say, um, and, you know, I could share some of that feedback was just that I wasn't taking control of the call. Um, I was kind of let, letting the client, prospective client lead it, um, which to them feels like, well, is she the expert in this or not? And um, so I, 
I didn't present myself in an expert way and to kind of, I would usually give them lots of different options because to me, I thought that was me being really um, flexible and, you know, just like whatever you want, we can make it work. Um, but for, for a buyer perspective, they want somebody, if they're going to hand over money and invest in this, they want to know that this is the right thing for their business and it's worth the money and we don't have three different options like i'm making an expert recommendation that this is what they need and so another like piece of this sales process that um we developed is is that it starts with determining the fit so really like that that piece i mean that's a mindset shift too it's like it's not like i want to work with i shouldn't want to work with everyone right like i want i should only work with people that i know i can help um, and are a good fit for, you know, the experience that I've that I've had working with other companies. And so even that piece of like, we're going to make sure that you, that you and I are the right fit and we're aligned before we even talk about, um, before we even talk about doing business together. So um, I feel like so much of this new sales process that I have, you know, my, my, maybe misconceptions of what hiring a sales coach would be, <clears throat> would be you telling me, I thought you'd, you'd tell me, you know, here's what you're going to say to close the deal. And honest, we haven't, that, that hasn't been, I mean, you, you've given me some talking points and like kind of questions or follow-ups, but not like it, it's not the high pressure thing that, that I guess I thought is what, yeah. Sorry, that is <laughs> no, no, I'm having so many like, okay, like this is like, I'm like, okay, this is great. This is amazing. Um, as you're talking, I'm like, oh, you had a perception of what you felt like this, like working with a salesperson would be like. I haven't even, so, okay, like we're talking about, you know, my business now and stuff like, man, maybe I need to start talking. So you're helping me right now. Like maybe I need to start talking right. about like the mess, you know, like working with me is not going to be your typical, um, you know, in your face grind it out, no excuses, hit your quotas, targets type thing. And yeah, wow. I mean, and, and really, you know, there is some overlap of like the whole business, you know, con uh, consulting piece of it too. I mean, you can't yeah on sales and not, you know, business, but you know, my goal is really to help you fix the root cause because not, not just the band aid, right? Like, I mean, it is really building foundations that are going to be repeatable. Like we talk about, right. And so like, if you do decide to scale and grow a team, um, that it's, something that is duplicatable and you can train them on and you're confident in that process um, down, down the road. And also so that you have something to go back at and look and see very confidently like, okay, something isn't working. Let me go back to my formula. Let me go back to my process and see like, have I been following it religiously? Likely not, right? Like has my sure. mindset been in the right place? Maybe not, right? And so then it, it's so much easier for you to have confidence to know where I need to pivot. Instead of always being like, okay, that one didn't come on board. You know, now I need to go and recreate an entire marketing funnel so that I can get different people. It's like, no, you have to, you know, right. have that foundation first. So that I'm just so incredibly proud of you. But I think in summary, though, the confidence that I'm, I'm hearing, and if I'm putting one in your mouth, let me know. But I think, you know, again, with the higher ticket price item, these, these sales processes gave you confidence to be able to charge a higher ticketed price item. Um, and when you started getting the feedback from your, your your prospects that they were in total alignment and they weren't gasping at the price and stuff, right? Like 
then that even reiterated that confidence for you. Right. Yeah. Another huge piece of this was, was creating a, like a demo slide deck that I go through um, after we Mm -hmm. determine if they're a good fit for my business to be able to have something in front of me um, and to walk them through different points of explaining my process and what this looks like and the benefit to them. Um, And then, you know, of course, sharing kind of the investment level that has given me so much confidence. And And I love it because I was able to I had this kind of drafted slide deck, but I really didn't know in what capacity I need, needed it. Um, so th- it was like, okay, it's, sometimes you feel like these, there's like these pieces floating around and then it was like, okay, this is where this piece goes. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was really, really awesome to be able to, um, yeah, pl- kind of plug that in. And then now, like you said, like when I get out, hop on a sales call, cause I do still work direct with clients as well. And so, when I hop on a call with them, um, you know, they might not be as familiar with, you know, do I really need a website copywriter or what is that really? And what is the story brand thing? They might not know anything about that. And so I'm able to do some education as part of that process and have a structure to it. So yes, of course, it's, it's like so much confidence now around that. That's so great. How many um, calls do you have in a field? And you're like, like, so how many yeah calls do you have in your sales cycle? Yeah. So, so when I work direct with agents, well, I guess both ways, it's two calls. Um, they're, they're structured a little bit differently, whether it's a call with a, a prospective agency partner or a, a direct, direct client. But, um, and that's something I would have never considered doing. I would have thought, you know, they, they want to talk to me who wants to hop on two calls, but really there's, there's um, that alignment and, um, kind of expectations to work through as well um, that that they want to talk about. So it's it's been a yeah, really good process. And do you ever get do you ever get anybody that's like to like another call with you? Like, what is the feed? Like, how do you make that transition? No, well, especially with um, prospective agency partners, that is you know the first call. I'm determining if they're a good fit, and then uh, most of the time, you know, they're pretty primed they're already looking for maybe a copywriting partner or or pretty open I would say you know if you're thinking about like that awareness funnel they're a little bit farther down in that um awareness um and educated in this space so so we go through my slide deck and then like um ways I can work with them and then you know usually if they're excited about working together that that second call it is like we're ha- we're excited to get on that second call because now we're going to get into the specifics and they're going to have a lot of confidence in um nailing down and seeing where where I fit into their process so that their clients are best served so yeah. that's really like in their best interest and they're happy to do that yeah building the confidence right like you're building their confidence in you and um clarity clarity lack of clarity kills a sale, right? So it's our job right. to be as clear as we can on the journey, the experience and the outcome um, that's expected. So good. I The right. reason I ask is because we were talking earlier today. I was doing a training with Victoria earlier today. And one of the questions was like, well, how do you, you know, make that transition? If they get on a call with you expecting um, to hear about your business and stuff, right? Like, and then you ask them to get another call, what does that look like? And uh, from my experience, it's always, if you're doing the job and you're building the excitement around, um, you know, what, 
what could be for them, right? Then they're excited to hear more about that on the second call. So that's awesome. Right. Nikki, I, again, I am so honored. Thank you for being a spotlight for me. Um, thank you for being a light in my life. I'll be so oh, honest with you, you and for entrusting um, me and, and you've done all the work. I mean, I, um, I've i given you a little guidance here and there, but you're the one that has dug in. You're the one that has um, really made such a huge pack, impact in, in your world and your life and for your family. And I am so excited for your future. And uh, I will just say, try not to, to think about the next problem ahead before it gets here, because I know that you and I both right. do that. <laughs> we both do. I'm like, oh, we're creating problems before they're problems. So um <laughs> But you are, you're doing amazing. And I just, I cannot wait to continue to just see your growth. And um, I appreciate you so much for just sharing your story um, and bringing some inspiration into my audience. So appreciate oh, you. Thank you, Gwen. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the GT Podcast, where we talk about all things grit and tenacity. 